Hello and welcome to the American Society of Regional Anesthesia, Regional Anesthesia and Pain Podcast, Azra Rap. I'm your host, Raj Gupta, and with me as always is my co-host, Eric Schwank. Eric, how are you? Excellent. How are you? It's I'm doing great. It's been a little while. We've had some gaps in time, but you know we do the best we can trying to get back on here. Um, and we have a really important reason to be on here today because we're going to be talking about the ASRA virtual fall meeting. And um, we've got our two um, co-chairs for the meeting uh, with us today, Jamie Barada and Magda. And Magda, I can never pronounce your last name right. It's okay. It, Magda's fine. Magda. No, you Magda's you, you tell you tell me correctly so I get it right. Magda Anitescu. And it. There's an extra syllable, Anitescu. Totally phonetic. Romanian is totally okay. phonetic. Okay. All right. Magda Anitescu. There we go. I'll get it better. So both of them are joining us today. Um, before we get started, just want to remind you guys a couple of things. Um, this meeting is coming up right around the corner. We're uh, about uh, three weeks away from the meeting. It's November 20th through the 22nd. It is a virtual meeting, so you don't have to make travel plans. You don't have to make book a flight. You don't have to worry about which N95 mask you're going to wear to participate in this meeting. Just go to the Azure website, register for the meeting. There's a lot of really phenomenal sessions. You're going to hear a little bit about that today that you can participate in. We all love this community. It's a great opportunity to interact with the community and um, and and really uh, get uh, refreshed on all the latest science for regional anesthesia, chronic pain, um, and you can really mix your disciplines in this opportunity. Um, I'm going to put up the hashtags for the meeting at the bottom here. So it's hashtag AzraFall20 or hashtag Azra Worldwide 2020. And the worldwide is because, you know, we're doing a virtual meeting, so we've been able to include more people from all over the world as speakers and participants. So this is going to be a worldwide opportunity. So follow these starting now. Start looking at these hashtags. There's going to be more and more content on these hashtags leading up to the meeting, and then during the meeting itself, a ton of traffic on social media, connect with the experts in this area. It's going to be a great time. And so right with that, I want to get right into the conversation about the meeting. Um, Jamie, I'll start with you. So you, you had the unfortunate uh, task of having to cancel your meeting in the spring, which uh, for those of you guys who don't know, years in the planning, years of work, lots of people involved, lots of effort and thought and late nights trying to work on spreadsheets, trying to figure out how to put this meeting together. And um, obviously nobody wanted it canceled. The world has changed a little bit in the last six, seven months. But it had to be done. But Azra was smart. We kind of incorporated some of your content, a lot of your content, into this meeting. Tell me about that experience in transitioning to this fall meeting. Um, I mean, obviously, at, you know, the initial cancellation, um, I was, you know, heartbroken, but understood, obviously, with the pandemic. And it was obviously the right thing to do. Um, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty there for a while, what would happen um, and how I would be able to incorporate my meeting, but I would like to thank um, Azra and also Magda for being, you know, so amazing to work with and giving me, you know, a portion of her space. I know it was hard for her to give up anything of her meeting, um, but it was really great to work with her and the Azra staff was great to work with. And, you know, I'm just really excited to be able to have, you know, some of this content because especially a lot of my speakers had already been working on their talks and just really to bring a lot of these important panels 
Um, I think we've really valuable to the membership and those attending the meeting, you know, to life in this virtual meeting. Yeah, Magda, I'm going to run a similar question to you, and then I'll let Eric follow up after that. Is So you had to adapt at the, you know, you had a little bit more notice than Jamie did, but you still had to adapt work that you had put together for years trying to lead up to this meeting. Tell me a little bit about that thought process and what that experience has been like over the last six months. Yeah. So it's been, I mean, it, this meeting will probably be a meeting of no, as as no other has been before, obviously. Um, you know, um, the meeting, as you, Raj, know very well, takes about two and a half years to kind of prepare. So by June of this year, all the program was done, everything was in, in um, was basically ready to be done, and then we had to go virtual. Um, and then not only that, but we had to contract the uh, faculty um, and to the meeting to something a little bit less because we're not going to be able to do workshops anymore. Um, mm-hmm. What is the silver lining about uh, it is that we actually had to work together, um, chronic pain and acute pain. So basically, this is going to be a comprehensive meeting about pain in general. So it will be fantastic to incorporate acute to chronic pain, um, you know, um, elements of chronic pain into um, acute um, pain, original techniques. So it's... Um, Overall, it's going to be probably one of the best meetings ever, just because of this uh, bringing together all the um, um, all the um, uh, people, which makes um, um, Astra such a great society. So, so I guess uh, one thing that maybe I'll ask both of you, if you wouldn't mind saying one one thing, one advantage of the virtual format compared to live, and then one one downside. So. If I may start, so the downside is obviously we're not going to have see we're not going to see our friends, which Ezra is really feeling like a family more and more so uh, these days. So this is one of the major downsides. That, but the uh, the good part about this meetings um, going virtual is that actually we can um, reach out to people which are a little more relaxed in different parts of the world. We have, for example, people from Australia, from uh, um, Turkey, from uh, UK. Um, a speaker for the meeting. So we can actually, we are able to kind of reach out um, corners of the world, which we were not able to do before. So I think it's a great opportunity here. No, I, I mean, I have to echo those statements. Obviously, we can reach more people and people have the opportunity that may not have been able to go to the fall meeting, you know, that usually just go to one meeting a year, go to the regional acute pain meeting. Those people will get to see a lot of the chronic pain content that they can learn a lot and apply you know, to their daily practices. So I think there's a lot of benefits. Also, I got to have, you know, invite some different speakers that I may not have had the opportunity in the normal live meetings due to restrictions on, you know, travel and faculty numbers. Um, And of course, the negative is, you know, in regional workshops are really important and we're not really going to have any workshops other than one, you know, kind of interactive demo. So, you know, that's unfortunate, but I know that the content will really um, be important and valuable too those that are attending the meeting. Cool. So I'm going to throw um, the uh, a little bit of the program up here on the screen. Um, this is off the Azure webpage. Um, chronic pain medicine topics, acute pain medicine topics, uh, and then there's something called an Azure track. What, tell me a little bit about the Azure track, uh, uh, Magda. What, what is this, and so, who, who should be doing this? So Azure track is a combination between uh, regional, between acute and chronic, basically. So you'll have sessions which are uh, regional 
uh, acute pain, but also chronic. Um, some of them are intertwined. Some of them, which on that, for example, are um, uh, one of the sessions is um, detectives in pain medicine, which is basically was originally in my um, uh, chronic in chronic pain meeting, but it actually, it actually applies to acute pain as well. So it can be, you know, some of the uh, sessions here can be applied to both uh, tracks as well. So this is why it's called um, Astra Track um, and not, you know, um, other name. So it's just, it's, it's just something which is combined um, both, I mean, all pains together, all pain management together. And Jamie, these interactive sessions, so, so how do you do interactive virtually here? I mean, it's obviously a challenge, but it's really going to be live sessions that are um, obviously everything stream live, but the speakers will be live. Um, they'll people will really be able to interact with these speakers, ask questions, relying less so on actual lectures, formatted lectures, and more um, specifically on answering Q and A's with the audience. Uh, one of the ones I designed was the you know fascial plane demo, just trying to use the experts that we have to show off the different fascial plane blocks and give the audience time to ask questions, get tips on how to better do these blocks and when to use them and everything like that. I think uh, just having from the Zoom stuff I've done so far, it seems to me that people are more willing to ask questions because Zoom kind of keeps your anonymity a little bit or it doesn't put you quite as on the spot. I think it's your people are much more likely to have the courage to get to type something on the, on the zoom chat as opposed to get up and like get the microphone and wait in line. So I'll be curious to see if, if there's better questions for the the panelists and the speakers this year, this meeting than some of the other panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, driving more people as well in all of those sessions because historically interactive sessions drove probably about depends on the session, but at least for the chronic uh, drove about 20, 30 people at a time. But I think it's going to be more people which will be uh, coming to those. Um, and then, you know, we can make it as interactive as possible. Some of my sessions, uh, interactive sessions, um, they were actually pulled from the um, uh, workshops. Like um, uh, some of them uh, for surgical techniques, you can actually demonstrate in, in, in an interactive session. Um, alternative medicine is also one of them there uh, as an interactive session. So um, I think, you know, they're going to be popular, I think. Mm-hmm. As somebody who normally doesn't go to the fall meeting, I'm kind of intrigued by some of these chronic pain topics that I normally wouldn't get to attend uh, as as out of my normal behavior. Um, alternative medicine, some of the things about implantable devices and stuff like that I find fascinating and probably a lot to learn for those of us who don't do chronic pain on a regular basis. So, Jamie, you had to trim your, obviously, your um, acute pain topics from your meeting. I mean, what jumped out to you when you had to go through that editing process and really figure out what stood out? Um, what jumped out to you? How did you figure that out? And, and, and when you look back now on the topics you picked, um, uh, how does this inform where Azra's going? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of the topics I picked was really kind of sticking with a lot of what my theme was. Uh, I really wanted to involve a lot of enhanced recovery because I really feel that you know, anesthesiologists and specifically regional anesthesiologists and acute pain physicians can really be the leaders and the drivers of enhanced recovery protocols. Um, so it's really, you know, showing that, you know, we can expand and really show a lot of value, not just in the operating room, but in the peri- whole perioperative arena. So I really want that a lot of my focus. Also, I wanted to take some of the, you know, aspects, you know, of acute postoperative pain, more like the 
transitional pain as well as um, persistent postoperative pain and really bring that to this audience and, and again talk about what we can do in the OR, what we can do in the immediate postoperative period to hope possibly, you know, impact those outcomes and, you know, provide, you know, a better outcome for our patients. So that was a lot of what I how I chose those topics. I really tried to pick things that I didn't really think was always necessarily done a lot before in previous meetings. I'm curious, some of these uh, some of these topics, do we have do we have any involvement of any I guess not of non anesthesiologists, non paying physicians, like other specialists and I, do, I mean I do have um, a couple of surgeons. I have um, you know, orthopedic surgeons uh, for the um, ambulatory surgery, ERAS for ambulatory joints, as well as ERAS for spine. I have a spine surgeon speaking on that topic, um, as well as a, a joint surgeon will be speaking on you know, challenges in patients that are have undergone joint revi- uh, revi- revision surgeries and how they may not really apply the standard ERAS protocol and what we can do differently to be better for them. I also have um, a mindfulness expert to be speaking both on mindfulness for physicians as well as mindfulness for um, patients in, uh, in acute pain. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I know some of the, the past meetings, some of those sessions were some of the most popular mm-hmm. sessions. So I would imagine that would be the case again this year, especially mm-hmm. like the surgeon, you know, the surgeon involved meetings. It's always nice to hear their perspective because sometimes we, we sort of put, we put the words in their mouth, what they say, and then you hear something and you're like, that's not at all what they were thinking. <laughs> Hopefully we get invited to some of their meetings for the same purpose. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what What is this uh, one topic, physician moral injury? Um, that's all about physician wellness. I think now more than ever, you know, talking about wellness is incredibly important, you know, after mm-hmm. what, you know, just we as a society, especially we as physicians have gone through. We've experienced a lot and seen a lot. And, you know, I think, you know, wellness is something we need to talk about. And, you know, that's really what that session is about, you know, talking about the concept of burnout, you know, different wellness strategies, as well as the unfortunate, um, fairly high incidence of uh, physician suicide. Is there, uh, are there sessions that are specifically uh, COVID focused in this meeting? Yes, there is, there is a, there is a specific uh, COVID session in, uh, in uh, one of my tracks. I think it's at, at the end of, on the Sunday. Um, Let me see if I can pull up the, the more detailed program. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the more detailed one here. Hang on one second. Yeah, it's uh, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please, Eric. I was just saying, not not that we all want to be constantly hearing the COVID because we're hearing it every day from every other source. But I think you, I mean, you'd be incomplete if you didn't at least touch on it in some fashion, right? So the session will explore the uh, education, the research, um, and then the uh, clinical part of the um, of the. I mean, impact of COVID on uh, those three uh, missions. Um, so, um, it's one hour session it was supposed to be a plenary session. Um, but you know, if we will go in person, but, uh, it's still on the, um, on, on Sunday, I think. Yeah. Let me get it scrolled to Sunday. So this is the Azure. Is it in the chronic pain track? It's in the chronic brain track, I think. Okay. So it is. it's been interesting. I've been, um, intermittently over the last six months doing these live streams and, um, this is still Azure Track, sorry. Um, and talking to people all over the world and, and the way that COVID has affected people in their practice, how they've had to be 
uh, how, how they've made adjustments, uh, how that's affected them personally. All of that is so varied all over the world, completely. Um, I mean, there's some common elements, but some people have gotten hit a little bit. Some people have gotten hit quite hard um, and and adapted to it um, because they have to. Uh, this is interactive track. Did I, I miss it? I think it's it? before the interactive. So if you scroll uh, up now, just before it. Interactive. And just before it. Oh, I think you just passed it. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. Right there. Here. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Yep. No, one more page, I think. This is regional anesthesia okay. and acute pain track. Where's the chronic pain one? I forget. Lost. <laughs> Did it get lost in the program? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There I got go. it. I found it. it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Sunday, um, pain medicine in the time of the pande- pandemic. Yes. That's, that's what, what we're is. talking about. So yeah, talking about. Uh, arrested development, novel teaching tools to supplement trainee education, uh, Don and Doff in-person and virtual visits. What will we keep doing for years to come? Clinical practice in quarantine time. How do pain clinics around the world adapt and survive? Magda, that's really interesting. I, I, I think personally, and you can speak to this, I don't think we're going to go back. Um, I, I think that um, there's going to be a component of virtual visits, especially for pain patients, where the yeah. travel is aggravating their pain. What do you think? I think, I think it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, virtual visits are really very useful. I mean, you don't necessarily... I mean, it is very nice to see a patient in person and do a physical exam, but the routine follow-up, for example, after surgeries visits or um, uh, follow-up of the after procedure visits, they, those can be done virtual. So um, it's um, they will be here to stay. Um, we'll just have to kind of learn how to do it better and more efficient. Um, we're doing a pretty good job at it, but just uh, you know, um, they're here to stay for sure. I don't think we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go back unless. <laughs> CMS told us otherwise, but so far we are we are doing okay um, for a while though. So that's that's what's very important. I, I hope they're going to touch on it. For a while, we did actually telephone visits, which if you think about it, it's unheard of before the pandemic. So we actually talked to the patients at the phone, and the, the, that was considered a visit. So um, all kinds of things we did in <laughs> March and uh, April um, and May um, for this. So. Would be interesting to see what the perspective is uh, around the world. I, I don't know if it's in Europe. Uh, it's going to be the same. Jose de Andres is going to talk about the pain clinics in uh, um, in Europe, for example, when they were hitting, well, they were hit very hard. So um, we'll see uh, their perspective as well. How did they adapt to the um, um, pandemic and the uh, new reality? So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, these aren't exactly patients that can wait. You know, no. for six months, they need to be seen. They need to be evaluated and followed up on. Um, the, the, this is yeah. uh, in in the vernacular of today. They are essential patients. You know, they're they they have to be seen and taken care of. Um, Magda, um, I wanted I wanted to ask real real quick if um, or actually maybe for both of you, but is, is there anything that's going to be uh, touching on the fact that the opioid epidemic seems to have kind of worsened in the background during? COVID. There will be uh, not specifically related to COVID, but I think they're going to be touching on. There are several sessions on opi- on opioids, and there is also a very good um, uh, interactive session um, about um, um, different initiatives in the hospitals to actually do deal with the opioid epidemic. 
Um, so there are several of them, um, specifically with the buprenorphine and um, the um, uh, X waiver to kind of uh, prescribe um, uh, Suboxone and other uh, medications for addiction. Um, so there are several of them scattered around um, uh, all tracks, I think. Because I think we have some in the um, interactive, some in the um, acute, in the astro track, and some in the chronic uh, ones. So they're trickled um, everywhere. Um, yeah, in the, my session, I also have a couple of different um, lectures to sort of address that. I have a you know a, a session or a, um, a lecture in one of the panels talking about patients with opioid use disorder and buprenorphine management perioperatively. Also, I, I forgot I, we do have a lawyer. It was um, in one of my panels who's actually be talking about safe opioid prescribing and what's our legal obligation. Um, and we also have uh, Dr. Dart talking about, you know, the risk of not just opioids, but also the risk of, you know, the other um, medications we use in acute pain management and, and the risk of abuse. When, do, you know, do you know when the lawyer talk is offhand or no? Yep, I have it right here. It is on um, Saturday, November 21st. At one fifteen, it's part of my, you know, timeout for safety. Raj is actually moderating it. Yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I will take full credit for the quality that of the lecture. That was an intentional segue. No, but actually, I mean, I just think that's that's cool because it's a it's a I don't know it's an it's an external kind of speaker that we don't get to see a lot. I haven't seen a lawyer at another ASRA meeting, but I think it, I bet you it's going to be a really popular session because of the outside expertise. You know. Yeah, and he's a great speaker. I've seen, I've heard him speak before. Um, it'll be a great session. Yeah, I, I'm always a big fan of bringing other disciplines into our conversations because there's we always run the risk of uh, creating an echo chamber um, and congratulating ourselves for all the great work that we've done and not really integrate that into the overall care of the patient unless we bring these other components into the conversation. Surgeons, lawyers, uh, your speaker on mindfulness, you know, all these things kind of uh, are important um, components of the care of the patient and care of ourselves in this process. And the plug, uh, Dr. Dart in that session was, was going to talk about, you know, other drugs of abuse is also emergency medicine and toxicology expert. So yeah, another perspective. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, Jamie, is, uh, in your sessions, um, what do you, uh, where do things like uh, point of care ultrasound fit into this constricted meeting? Do you feel like it's still integral enough to keep, or is it something that had to be waysided for a little while? Oh, I did actually, um, include it. I think that's up in the Azure track. If I recall, I, wanted to include something that I was really excited about for the live meeting and hopefully it'll translate to this virtual meeting was the, the pro-con debate um, regarding, you know, is the ultrasound the new stethoscope? Um, and, you know, has a stethoscope, you know, thing of the past. So I think that'll be interesting talking about, you know, um, I think it's Dr. Haskins will be the pro for the ultrasound and Dr. Boretsky will be the con um, for the ultrasound replacing the stethoscope. So I think that'll be a really fun uh, session to see them debate. Yeah, I'm trying to find that. Is that on Friday? Um, yeah, yep, I think it's one of the first is. sessions. Yep. And Hari is uh, who's watching us right now is the moderator, <laughs> so he's he's commenting. I'm sure that will be a really fun one to watch. I feel I kind of feel sorry for Steve because I think Karen's going to run right over him. <laughs> she very well. <laughs> I I, yeah, I don't think he's got a chance. So we'll <laughs> see how that comes up. <laughs> So, um, 
what what jumps out to you about um, how we create a meeting that mimics um, some of the camaraderie that we feel during an uh, in-person meeting? What have you guys done to try to recreate that? Jamie, why don't we start with you? Um, it's not the same, but I know you guys have tried to incorporate some of these interactive uh, things. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, picking things, you know, having interactive demonstrations, interactive uh, sessions, and really try to make sure we're keeping the lectures, you know, down to about 10 minutes or so, making sure there's a lot of time for Q&A so we can interact with the audience and answer questions. So I think that's what's really important. Um, you know, having, we want to have the lectures, you know, a lot of, you know, content there, but, you know, I want really to have that time for the um participants to really interact with those speakers, ask their questions and, and, you know, have thoughtful conversations about these topics. And Magda, how do you, how do you think that we're going to maintain that camaraderie during this meeting? So there are two ways. I think the interactive, interactive, the true interactive sessions will do it, part of it. Um, and then the other one um, is that, as Jamie said, uh, majority of the um, uh, lectures of the, you know, uh, the lectures and the sessions are basically uh, one hour with 10 minutes for each um, uh, speaker. Um, in chronic pain, for example, what we did is that uh, we created a deep dive over specific, um, of specific sessions. So the people will actually go and see the, the three-hour recording and then come prepared with their questions and, um, with, with, and their comments. Um, hopefully it's going to be uh, making it more interactive. So um, about seven sessions, seven or eight sessions are um, uh, structured this way that they have a one-hour uh, presentation um, live and then uh, a three-hour deep dive where the topics are discussed in depth. So um, we hope that this is going to be uh, conducive to some discussions uh, live during the meeting. Nothing obviously um, substitutes the in-person, but Hopefully, this is going to be uh, as good as we um, can actually uh, get to it. I think it's going to be very, very interesting and very nice to um, to kind of see how we can actually evolve to this venue, to this uh, way of uh, doing uh, meetings. And I will say also that there are some special events. I mean, I know that there's as there's been a call, you know, for music for people to you know show off some of their talents. So I think that can add add to the camaraderie. I'm sure. I, I expect Eric to be showing off his uh, skills on the drums. Um, but also there's different, you know, we're trying to keep some of the events like the, you know, the Saturday night party, you know, there is going to be, you know, kind of a dance competition or hopefully people could show their moves. There's, I think there's an exologist going to be showing off making drinks. Um, also the welcome reception, you know, at reception, um, be able to really interact with different vendors. I think there's also some sort of chat rooms you can join and talk to like, you know, sommelier about different types of wines. So there's different things where you can interact. There's, I think there's a meet and greet for new members um, to interact in different chat rooms. So while we can't really be physically in the same space, there is opportunities to network and, and talk with other uh, members and, and the Azure faculty as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have done a yeoman's effort to try to maintain some of the 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 nuance and some of the special um, side things that go on at these meetings that we look forward to. Um, and, and it's not quite the same, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be good. Um, we're just, uh, innovative, uh, in this process and the call for music. That was what I was going to pull up. Uh, if those of you who are interested, um, that's, uh, I think they're looking for people to send them something by tomorrow. 
right? Do I have my dates right? October thirtieth. Yeah. So the deadline's there. So um, you know, if you want to submit something, uh, a video of you doing uh, musical talents of some sort, I will not be submitting a thing because I have no musical talent whatsoever and completely tone deaf. So um, I will not be good for this at all. But I will enjoy other people's musical talents uh, profusely. Um, but I encourage people to put stuff out there. It's always great to see all the different talents people have beyond just their skills in anesthesia and uh, pain medicine. Yeah, I would hi- I would put in a plug for that because otherwise it may just be a, a couple of videos for me. <laughs> so <laughs> it'd be nice to get some variety in there. I did a couple. It's pretty simple. You just create, you upload to YouTube. It takes a couple minutes. You can do it with your iPhone or your Droid phone because actually the video quality is pretty good. So, um, yeah, definitely go for it. Just do it by tomorrow. <laughs> Eric, this isn't a live jam session. I, d- I don't get to send in requests and put put uh, different things on your queue to do. Maybe if you put it after the cocktail hour. <laughs> I, I just don't know how that will translate. We'll have to see. So, But I look forward to seeing people's submissions because I'm sure there's a lot of creativity out there. Um, what other things do you guys want to talk about, Magda? Is there anything else you want to mention? I know there's a lot of innovation and creativity and hard work went into this meeting. I want to make sure that you guys uh, have a chance to share that. Um, but uh, the most important thing is I want to get make sure people register and participate. So a- any other thoughts or comments you want to make, Magda? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, first of all, I have two comments about the um, the, the message for the, for the meeting, per se. So, the uh, the uh, theme for the meeting is actually perfect 2020 perfect vision because it's just so fitting that this is 2020 year 2020 um, and then it was a very nice um, uh, pun but the thing is that what this meeting will bring at least from the chronic pa- uh, pain part is that it's going to be a very deep dive and very um, clear understanding of what pain medicine is at this uh, point in time so we will align everyone with what it is. Um, pain medicine in the year 2020. And the other thing which is uh, very important is that um, this meeting um, is probably one of the few um, in the chronic pain uh, time that incorporates many, many, many specialties. So we will have psychiatrists, we have PMNR people, we have uh, surgeons, um, we will ha- we will have um, a neurologist, uh, neurologists presenting at those um, uh, sessions. And what is interesting about it is that they will offer a different perspective. So one of the sessions, for example, is called specifically in each other's shoes, taking one mm-hmm. problem and just like looking at each of at that problem from different perspective and different views, pretty much in a way to see how we can actually collaborate more um, and then how we actually can actually make uh, improve our outcomes. Um, many, many sessions I will <laughs> spend an hour just discussing about them. Um, but it is really important to um, kind of uh, come to the meeting, which because it's going to be a meeting which is going to bring all of us together. So whether we are acute pain, chronic pain, um, specialists in pain or specialists somewhere else dealing with patients in pain, I think it's going to be a meeting which is going to uh, it's going to have something for each of those um, people. So I would really encourage to kind of... Uh, come um, and uh, register for it. And Jamie, any other uh, thoughts that you wanted to share about this meeting that um, I, I think elevates this meeting um, and, and not diminishes it? Because I think you guys have done a, a remarkable job um, combining it and making this something special. Being a virtual meeting, you know, again, you don't have to travel. You have everything right at your fingertips. So you can just get comfortable on your couch and just check out all these different sessions. 
Um, again, I think we have a really great diverse program with a lot of opportunities, um, given that we cover acute pain, chronic pain, regional anesthesia. Um, we have speakers from all over the country, all over the world, um, you know, really experts on all these topics. And also we have a lot of new, new faces that um, we're introducing as speakers as well. So it's not just going to be all the same people that you see. So um, you're going to meet new people, learn from new people. We also have the stand experts that you've seen and the you know, faces you remember. So I think there's a lot of diversity, um, you know, a lot of diversity with men and women and everything. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really, you know, interesting meeting and it's, you know, a progressive meeting. And um, I think everyone will find a lot of valuable um, information to learn. And I just want to go ahead. Off, I was just going to, is it, is it, it looks like the entire meeting is basically Friday evening through Sunday, right? So it's all mm -hmm. outside of work hours too. So it's mm -hmm. worth pointing out for people that haven't registered yet. You're not going to be, you, you don't have to miss work necessarily, or you don't have to do things competing with clinical duties, which is mm -hmm. something that you would not have in a, the in-person meeting typically. True. Yeah, and encourage people. I, I mean, having attended a few of these virtual meetings, and I think that um, all of us have sort of had mixed experience with it. I think the solution to the problem is actually dedicate time to attend the meeting um, and don't try to do, you know, stuff at home, stuff at work, and do three or four things. If you were going to a meeting, you would be attending, you would be present, you would be engaged. And I think that's where the value will come out of this is the content is just as good as ever, if not better. The speakers are just as good as if not better. And I think that the interactivity can be achieved um, uh, on social media, on the Q&A, on these interactive sessions and some of the uh, social events. It's not the same, but I think there's a lot that we can do better and get a lot out of this. So dedicate time to it. Get yourself comfortable participate in um, the ongoing conversation. Uh, I'll throw the hashtags back up here uh, for people to remember. This is the great way to kind of keep track of the conversation going on the side. I like to call it the hallway conversation. It's what, if you were at the meeting, the conversations that would be going on in the hallways between sessions. The content is there. It's going to be in the sessions. But what's, what are people talking about outside? That's going to be going on in social media. And so participate in that, watch it, read it, add to it. I think that'll be really a, a great way to connect with experts from around the world. Um, so, uh, and then uh, Eric, just for you, uh, uh, James Kim said that he's going to try to find his didgeridoo for you for the another musical component. I so, um, I, 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 James, that, that's a promise, I hope, you know, that I do expect to see that during the meeting. So, um, and, and the last thing, and I'm going to um, echo uh, a comment that Hari's making here, get comfortable and uh, get your questions ready. Um, you'll get the most value out of this if you ask a lot of questions. The speakers are waiting for you to ask questions. Otherwise, it's going to be crickets. So get uh, your questions ready. Ask a lot of questions. I think that's going to make the meeting even better. I want to thank both of you guys, uh, not just for attending today for the podcast, but really doing the incredibly hard work over the last six months to change something that you spent years preparing. Um, I think it's a testament to your dedication to this community and the material that you're presenting. Uh, it's so important, and I think everybody needs a real positive, uplifting um, uh, experience with our colleagues and friends, and I think that you guys are preparing that. So. I'm really excited, really proud of you guys, really happy to be part of this, and uh, 
uh, we look forward to it. So November 20th through the 22nd, but register today. Go to the website, azra.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everybody, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys more soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care.